hey, just a heads up, this episode, like all our episodes, is set in prison. Welcome back to the radicalization of Julie Curdface Capsum. So, I'll pick you up, then take you up to the cabin where Ralph and Jessica will be waiting. Hopefully that'll give you some space from the reporters. I'm getting released the morning after the Oscars. If I'm lucky, all the paparazzi in Southern California will be dead asleep after staying up all night so Joaquin Phoenix could yell at them about their leather camera bags. Or, oh, wait, maybe if I ask nicely, they'll leave me alone. If nothing else, my time inside taught me the importance of being firm but polite. (laughs) Gosh, prison has made you hard. (laughs) You have to be excited about getting out. And two months early? has to be the first time you've done anything on schedule. Huh. Yeah. Mm, that was a I don't actually mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Wait, you're not gonna miss this, are you? No. Of course not. Not prison, at least. Then what? Just tell her how you feel about her. People get released every day, Velma. I'm not broken up about anyone in particular. You are broken up about Julie Capson. Just tell her how you feel. Dear Curdface, I think you're swell. I'd like to remain friends once you're back on the outside. Let's exchange more than the two emails and or phone calls I've managed with the other friends I've seen be released. Maybe we can make it to four. Like that? Well, it's a start. People like Curdface don't remember people like me even exist. It's inconvenient. She'll be outside of here, oh, maybe five minutes, and she'll forget she ever even knew me. She'll remember you. And what's more, she'll find a way to make sure she remembers you. Because if I know Julie Capson, which technically I don't, Not very well. I was gonna say. Chase, look at me. Look at me, okay? I'm staring right at you. Imagine I'm wearing a brown coat and there's a snowy white path behind me. A lovely Vermont's winter's day. Velma, don't do this. Chase, I am once again asking for your declaration of friendship to Julie Capson. Did you have bits before Bernie Sanders was a thing? I did, but they were all about Ethan Allen. Who? Wow. Are you in for a tale? The year is 1775, and the boys are Green Mountain Boys. (laughs) But Jules, where will you go? I was thinking I would go home to my husband and child. (laughs) Okay, but after that? I mean, I would continue going home to them. But surely you can see how that's its own type of prison. Bob, don't give her the hard sell. Her house isn't a prison. It's probably enormous. (laughs) Okay, but metaphorically, it's like a prison. (laughs) Right, Jules? It's not enormous. It's just a townhouse. I don't have endless fonts of cash. Oh, just a townhouse. How quaint. Jules, is it true they're making a movie about you? Are you playing yourself? No, 
They told me they wanted someone hotter. What? what? <coughs> hotter than Jules Capsum? My ass. Hi, all. Why is Bob calling her Jules? Did I miss something important? Oh, is Julie's farewell gift to me? <laughs> Overfamiliarity. The greatest gift of all. As my friend Jules Capsom said, when I knew her back in the old pokey. Never say pokey again. You two talked yet? No. About why? Bob, let's go to the commissary. <laughs> See if the lifted ban on Wayface products extends to Wayface now, completely duck-free, and for an extra kick, try jalapeno honey foie Are you reading off cue cards somewhere? No. I just have an eidetic memory for commercials. The thing about so it I is... I wanted to say... Velma really shouldn't call it an eidetic memory if she's only remembering things people say. Eidetic memory is remembering things you've seen. And as such... I'm going to miss you. No, you're not. You don't get to tell me that. I get to decide if I'm going to miss you. And I will. People don't miss their prison buddies, Curveface. I'm not going to walk across the beaches of Zewantaneo to find you working on your boat. We're not going to share a warm hug beside the Pacific. You'll go back to your old life, and you'll pretend this never happened to you, and because you're rich enough, it will be like it never happened. Before you even know it. But it did happen. And I don't forget things that happened to me. Didn't you willfully forget your entire identity to survive in a foreign country? Yes, but that was forgetting something out of convenience. And I won't be convenient to forget? Do you really think you meant that little to me? No. This place meant that little to you? You'll smooth this out into a series of anecdotes you can tell at dinner parties. Who will make for the best anecdotes? Bob? Velma? For sure. Deb? Actually, Deb, can you give us a second? I don't love the way you're looming. I thought maybe you were going to say something, Deb. It's why I didn't ask you to go. You could at least break the vow of silence to say goodbye, Deb. No? Honestly, I never know the code of conduct around vows of silence. Goodbye, Deb. Nope, nothing. So rude. Anyway, goodbye. It was nice getting to know you. Quit trying to shuffle me out of your life, Chase. Give me enough credit to think I'm still going to like you until tomorrow. So you admit it. Tomorrow I'll be flushed? For God's sake, I was making a joke. Tell me. Tell me why you should possibly remember me. Do you have any idea how many people bullshit me? My parents, my agent, my directors, my publicists. I've spent my entire life with people telling me what they thought I wanted to hear. Or what they thought would keep me making money for them. Even Ralph. I mean, he's my husband. He tells me the truth, but he sugarcoats it. And then I met you. And I couldn't figure you out. Everybody else here either loved me or hated me. I avoided them. Mostly. But you were completely indifferent to me. And I couldn't get enough of it? This is a really weird way to tell me you'll remember me for always. 
Yeah, Chase. She just thought I kind of sucked. She was the best friend I ever had. I just wanted to be ignored. But when someone actually ignored me, I hated it. Then you showed me I could leave this place better off. I don't know if slightly better snack foods is the revolutionary disruption the system needs, but you got me to use my cheese-dusted fingers to smear orange fingerprints across the gears of capitalism. You did that, Chase. We did that, Birdface. We did that together. And yeah, I'll remember that. Fine. I will too. I promise. I, um... I have something for you. Chase, <sighs> you didn't have to get me anything. Shh! <sighs> Are you showing me how good you are at breathing? Because you're really good at it. <clears throat> there once was a woman named Julie. She was tacky and smelled like patchouli. She went into the stir where Chase talked to her. Now those gals are the best of friends, truly. Chase. Wow, I... I can't believe the world's first limerick to pass the Bechdel test is... It's about us. Yeah. Happy graduation day, Girdface. Do you really call it graduation day? For God's sake, no. You're so naive. How are you alive? I got something for you, too. Or, more accurately, for Julia. Your Julia. You got my daughter a bike? I don't want to overstep, but you said you two mostly had each other and your mom. And, well, now you have one more person. A weird aunt who gets her bikes. I'm not going to forget you, because I'm not going to forget her. Okay? If nothing else, Julia's have got to stick together. I'll be out in two years. And if I find out you've let her down... I won't. And the day you're out, I'm going to be here to pick you up. I believe we are the best of friends, truly. I heard a groundbreaking poem to that effect. You're all right, Julie Capsum. The highest praise I have to offer. I'll take it. Now, let's get back. I'd hate to deprive Bob of chances to call me Jules. Can I call you Jules? Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Curd face it is. Come on. I want to celebrate. 2020 is the year Julie Capsum is finally going back outside. And there are all your personal effects. It's been a pleasure, Miss Capsum. I was going to say, see you soon, but... I mean, if you're visiting anyone, maybe we'd... Never mind. I'll be visiting someone. So... See you soon. You can actually get in the car or... Just a second. 
You good? Julie? You good? Yeah. I want to go see Ralph. Did you drop off the bike like I asked? Yeah. Who is that girl? I know her mother well. It's kind of a funny story, actually. As well as a heartwarming limerick. So, my first day inside, I spill my food. The radicalization of Julie Curdface Capsum is created and executive produced by LaToya Ferguson and Mara Woods Robinson. Episodes 1, 4, 7, and 9 were written by Mara Woods Robinson. Episodes 2, 5, and 10 were written by Emily Vanderwerf. Episodes 3, 6, and 8 were written by LaToya Ferguson. The series was directed by Emily Vanderwerf and Mara Woods Robinson and was edited and sound designed by Christopher Dole. The character of Julie Capsum premiered in Arden, created by Christopher Dole, Sarah Golub, and Emily Vanderwerf. This series stars Galen Baker, Randall Briscoe, LaToya Ferguson, Maggie Mayfish, Leslie Gideon, Tal Minear, Julian Mundy, David Reinstrom, Mac Rogers, PJ Scott Blankenship, Lindsay Syme, Sarah Shackett, Winston Shaw, Emma Sherjarko, Lindsay Zana. All Wayface Radio productions are produced in Los Angeles County on the ancestral lands of the Tongva, Totaviam, and Chumash. To listen to the complete run of this miniseries right now, ad-free, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ardenpod. You can also find a feature-length version of the miniseries with all episodes cut together. That's also your home for all future Arden content, as well as special goodies only available to subscribers. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.